into this episode of Farzcast. Farzine Vesugian here with you. Hope you guys are having a great week. I'm uh, still recovering from uh, last night's uh, rough uh, Golden Knights loss. Uh, for those of you who are hockey fans, uh, not a good one, but I suppose it could be worse if you guys saw the uh, 76ers who uh, blew a 26-point lead. Uh, my friend Joe Valerio, he was... Very kind enough with his time yesterday coming on my podcast. And uh, he's a huge 76ers fan, being a Philly guy. And uh, his 76ers blew a big lead. So we both had uh, rough nights after the podcast. Uh, speaking of Joe Valerio, if you did not catch the podcast yesterday, check out the interview with Joe. We talked about a lot of things about the fact that he was a career backup for the most part in the NFL. And this is somebody who... Uh, didn't play a whole lot and didn't make a whole lot of money and dealt with a lot of, uh, well, he didn't personally deal with criticism, but he knew players who dealt with a lot of criticism. And I think it was a very fun and honest conversation about, uh, you know, what exactly players go through. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out, please do. It's it's probably one of my favorite podcasts um, in terms of uh, working with athletes because, Joe is someone who's always open and honest. He's always willing to talk about certain uh, subjects. And uh, he was very open and honest, especially about the Lynn Elliott situation, which I know is not one a lot of Chiefs fans like to uh, talk about too much. But that's what we have um, from yesterday's podcast. Coming up, uh, we're going to have Adam Pock. He is from Sirius XM Radio, also with um, our uh, former Big Brother finalist and also Ending up the uh, ending uh, the month of June, uh, Jason Brown, my good buddy from Last Chance U, former ICC coach, he's going to join me, and he's always got a lot to say. He's had a crazy month, including reuniting with his daughter, which was brought up on the Netflix series. So we'll talk to him uh, later this month. But I am very excited for this guest right here. If you guys are fans of Friday Night Cranks, you know who the hell this guy is. Uh, if you guys don't know what Friday Night Cranks is, we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, if, if you're an FNC fan, hey, there are going to be a lot of laughs here, but he is the host and founder of Friday Night Cranks. He is the author of Prankaholic. He is also the founder of the Disastrous Late Night Web Show, which we will get into later on. And he is the uh, singer for the number one hit song, Glitter Sex. Ladies and gentlemen, Jared McMullen joining oh me on the podcast. Jared, how are you? Good. You hyped me up way too much. It's not going to be nearly as fun as you made it sound. <laughs> that is the greatest introduction you've ever had, right? Exactly. Yeah, and will ever have. So thank you. <laughs> How have I'm you been, man? Uh, I don't think you've done a podcast in a while. We haven't heard from you in quite some time. Uh, what's going on with you? Yeah, uh, a lot. Um, just getting ready for the Friday Night Cranks relaunch in about a month and some change. Um, got the COVID vax, so that was fun. Uh, <laughs> and we moved, so that's really uh, all that's been going on. You're <laughs> so still in just, Myrtle Beach? Yeah, still in Myrtle Beach, the place okay. we were at. Uh, the guy wanted to sell and was like, hey, could you be on a month? And we we're like, yeah, sure. Uh, so, so we kind of scrabble, but uh, we found a place in a nicer area. So it all worked out, but it was a crazy few weeks trying to keep everything moving, like working and then uh, moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, you did mention uh, that you got the COVID vaccine, as did I. You did talk about on your podcast, you did receive... Um, the, the uh, coronavirus uh, yeah, and it was yeah. kind of a rough experience for you. Do you, I mean, do you recall when you think you might've contracted that or, or what was that whole experience like for you? Yeah. So the whole experience was weird because um, my wife and I got it at the same time and we found out it was uh, some family members that also had it, but they weren't aware that they had it. And we were kind of hanging out with the same bubble for a while. 
and yeah. uh, it just kind of happened. And by the time like everybody found out, it was too late. So uh, it was weird. I wouldn't want to do it again, thus getting the uh, vaccination, just because uh, I think I said on, on the podcast, I did like, I'm just very indifferent about it. Like if people want to get it cool, if they don't want to get it, that's fine too. Uh, but I just didn't feel like not smelling or tasting again because that wasn't fun. So yeah, so we vaxxed up and hopefully won't get it again, but we'll see. Yeah, but I would definitely like to avoid COVID again. That was yeah. fun. Uh, it is nice to see this normal. See, I don't know how it is in your area in Kansas City. I mean, it's been all right for the most part. There were a couple of instances and this did make national news. And I look, I don't know if you heard it or not. There have been a ton of stories on this, but uh, we were, uh, I mean, the hospitals here were just packed i mean it was impossible to get people mm -hmm. in which was so frustrating how is it in your area uh it seemed pretty okay um i think mostly because when the waves were hitting it was kind of off season for myrtle beach there's usually not a lot of people here from october to like march or uh april but then it gets like really packed july and august so it kind of seemed like when it was packed it was just kind of being spread to the people that were here and then they kind of left so our hospitals really weren't that crazy i don't think um which was good but i don't even know just when by the time we had it everybody was kind of over it so i think we were kind of like the last wave to get it uh but yeah never again thanks yeah <laughs> hopefully not yeah um so you've had uh, i know you're you're pretty busy with everything you've got going on uh, I know you do your podcast occasionally. It's not a, on a consistent basis. No. Um, what are you up to nowadays? What are you doing? Yeah, so uh, most of my day is being spent uh, just doing my freelance projects, which is a lot of like social media management, content management, editing, uh, social media moderation for companies, which is kind of funny. I'm at the helm of like making sure their uh, brand isn't getting too trashed on Twitter, which is impossible yeah. for, for some of these. <laughs> they just got to set themselves up for disaster and working on some new stuff. So about a month ago or two months ago, uh, we kind of relaunched the Friday Night Cranks merch store. So we brought back three shirts that we had for sale and two new designs, one of which being a Prankaholic shirt, which like looks like a little dictionary definition um, for Prankaholic and and then a new like Friday Night Cranks 2021 shirt. So the three old school shirts will be on sale probably until like September and the new shirts will stay. I wasn't really a big fan of the old versions, maybe because I've just had them forever. Uh, but there were a lot of people that were tweeting me that were like, hey, I couldn't buy a shirt because I was nine and now I have a job. So can I like <laughs> buy <laughs> some of the old merch? And I'm like, yeah, that's a kind of a cool problem, I guess. And there was actually like a weird UK front end cranks based website that was selling like knockoff merch that somebody tipped me off to oh, on Reddit no. for like 40 bucks. Cause they had to ship it to America and like, it was horrible quality. So they had like a lot of stuff and it was just kind of funny. Cause people were like, yeah, I just bought it from this guy. And I'm like, Oh no. So we needed to like <laughs> bring it back because people wanted it. And so like these counterfeit people um, would stop and I didn't really care that they were doing it. I just cared that it was horrible quality and they were charging way too much. If it was like the same design and it was a fair price, I probably honestly wouldn't care. <laughs> you know, what's crazy, by the way, my good friend, Melody McAllister, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, author of the, I'm sorry, sorry, Melody. She has five children show, go to Melody. If you want, turn off this. I prefer not turn off this podcast 
and go to YouTube and show your five children Friday night cranks. I, I mean, just leave the room once you do it. They'll laugh a lot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, with that said, uh, I think our youngest is like two, so that might not be the greatest suggestion. But anyway, uh, uh, I, I, I made bigger mistakes. Um, where was I going with it? Oh, yeah, the counterfeit thing. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, or feels like a couple of years ago, I guess a year and a half ago, and the Royals won the World Series about five, six years ago. I remember when the Royals won the World Series, there was a store very close to where I lived. And I went there to grab some World Series merch. Mm-hmm. And I actually did it the day of the parade because everyone's at the parade. So all these yeah. stores are not busy at the moment, which is great. So I'm going there. And a week later, it's all over the media that this store was selling counterfeit World Series championship merch. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, I just bought stuff from there. And I actually I, drove by the place. Yeah. and They have a huge sign. It says no cameras, no reporters. They're like. They don't want anything to do with it. So when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, uh, I'm I'm paying very close attention, making sure because a lot of times you'll see like um, like the uh, Super Bowl champion shirts that the players are wearing, yeah. And then there's like a tank top version in a completely different color. Like you could tell right away that's not that's a counterfeit uh, right. item. Yeah. But so unfortunately, not everybody knows that. So yeah. you got to just be careful there. Um, yeah. So uh, you have been teasing this for quite some time. You mentioned this on my podcast the last time you were on. I don't know how much you want to get into this. Uh, The floor is yours, my friend. Uh, I know you've talked a lot about Friday Night Cranks. It's not what people think it is or probably hope it is. Uh, What is going on with uh, the the relaunch of Friday Night Cranks? I guess I I could just go over first what it's not because that'll like knock out a lot of speculation. Probably. It is not a like a reunion show or anything like that it's not really involving Kristen oh. or joe or really even Stu. and not that i don't want to it's just like i'm planning this thing and then just to kind of see what happens um in the past it was just kind of a lot of uh like involving other people for stuff especially coming off the late night web show i was like i just want to do this and then like build it out and then kind of see what happens with it um so i think when people see um that i say like oh they're not involved yet that people are going to be like oh that's not cool but like i just want to build this thing see what happens and then kind of go from there because uh the last thing i want is another late night web show situation so (laughs) once and once we get into that i'm sure yeah we will get into that this time for sure definitely so uh that's what's going on so the one of the big parts was the uh, merch store that was launching and it probably doesn't seem like anything uh, too great now, but it's going to add into the like interactivity with the live stream when it comes back. And it's just going to be a lot of fun pranks. Like a lot of the prank ideas are just insane and it can only be done in this very specific way. But a lot of it, I would say 90% of it is going to be live and then some pre-recorded stuff and it's all pranks. It's all going to be fun I hope advertiser friendly, but we'll see. <laughs> so to be clear on that, you're you're doing pranks again. Yes, but okay. again, not in the way that people are thinking, but there are situations where it might involve like a call, but it's only to help like the overall prank, if that makes sense. Okay. So they're just like gigantic prank ideas that might involve prank calls, might involve going in person doing some stuff undercover or whatever uh, it might involve like you guys sending an idea so it every week it's kind of broken up by month every month will be some sort of like theme or overarching goal that we're trying to achieve then every week if it is every week 
um, which I would like it to be, but every week of that show or every show kind of adds to it. And I I don't want to get into any more than that without blowing some of the ideas, but some of the ideas are just insane um, and just really funny. And I think like really cool. Nobody's going to get hurt if people do get hurt or fired or whatever. It's going to be literally because like they are just insane and I can't help them. Um, But a lot of it's going to be fun where we're not like really out to get anybody. We're not like out to like ruin somebody's day that we call or involved with these big scenarios. It's just to kind of like just mess with people. And if they react, really, if they just react great and awkward, then they're fine. If they just react horribly, that's kind of on them because um, we're not really going to be like threatening anybody or, but it like, it's still going to be like the spirit of Friday cranks, but I'm going to be 30. So (laughs) it's not going to be like 15 year old me uh, run around mouthing off on the phone or something. It's going to be a lot of fun. And a lot of these ideas, I like just unfortunately wake my wife up at like two in the morning. I'm like, what if I did this? And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> then like the next morning, she's like, did you wake me up and explain this whole thing? I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. So um, just really cool pranks. And I think it's really going to change, hopefully the overall perception of like what a prank is, especially now with all the crap on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. I think it'll be just really cool and really fun and it's, you can tune in live. And then if not, you could just watch the episodes or recaps or whatever we do on YouTube. And it's just going to be fun. I'm pretty excited about it and it can just be done from here. You're still going to use the whole Friday night cranks YouTube page. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And when I say like, we were trying to figure out, I just mean me and like the three people that I've just told, um, there was a small chance where it was going to be called something different and we're going to start a whole, other channel for but i was just like no i think the people that watch friday night cranks are gonna like this um and if they don't they could just unsubscribe or like i don't know i just don't want people to think that it was coming back the way it was and just me sitting every week making prank calls um which was a lot of fun but i think this is just way more creative way more fun and i think like each week people are just going to be more and more excited for it hopefully (laughs) if it starts going well uh i obviously you know you and i had a lot of fun last time talking about certain pranks that you did by the way you have some pranks i was looking through your facebook page recently the friday night cranks page you have some pranks on there that i don't think are on youtube and they're actually pretty damn funny um i do actually want to talk about those a little later but uh you know you and i talked about this is a very interesting conversation about youtube and how uh you talked a lot about you were open and honest about how you were working at a library and Mm -hmm. Friday Night Cranks gave you a source of income to the point where you could quit your job. And at the time, you were like a top 100 uh, YouTuber at the time, a top 100 subscribers, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, a top 100 following, basically. Nowadays, the numbers that you have, I mean, those are big, don't get me wrong, but they're nothing compared to today. Right. And now it's like, I, I mean, at the time, it was like Philip DeFranco, Shea Carl, Dave Days, um, Katie something. Like, you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Yeah, people, like it was like, eight nine a dozen people now it's like there are hundreds of people and i was listening to a reality tv podcast and one of the uh hosts on there said his wife's a middle school teacher and all of her students want to be youtubers Mm -hmm. it's like look i guess there are some ways to be creative now but at this point it's like if you you better have a really unique idea for a youtube channel because If you think if you think you're just going to talk to the camera and entertain people, there are hundreds of people who are already way ahead of you on that. 
What do you think I about think the landscape the of difficulty. YouTube now? Yeah. And I think like the difficulty has kind of shifted where it used to be. There were not a lot of creators, but uh, there also wasn't a big audience on YouTube. And now there's a huge audience on YouTube and there's a ton of creators. So it's the same yeah. difficulty. Like you're still trying to build an audience. Uh, just now there's like way more uh, people to pick from, but then also their attention is like way more divided. Whereas I think back in the day, people would stump, like just stumble upon a Friday Night Cranks video and just fall down a rabbit hole. Nowadays, depending on the video that you stumbled across, like people may not even watch it for more than five seconds because a lot of those ideas take like 45 minutes before they're even funny. <laughs> Like, it's just like such a slow burn, which is cool. Those are like my favorite, where it just slowly descends into like a madness. But nowadays, like, there's really only like four prank calls where people would stumble upon and just immediately like be hooked because it just right off the bat is insane, which kind of sucks. But I think, again, moving with like this new content, I think will be uh, just a lot of fun and easier to uh, build and continue to like grow the audience. I've got to ask you, um, cause you were, uh, one of the early like YouTubers out there. You, like we said, you were a top 100 guy. YouTube was so different back then. Um, whereas if you didn't have an account and you just went to youtube.com, they would just feature a random video. Well, I shouldn't say random, but popular videos on the front page. Mm-hmm. And you were on there on a consistent basis. Yeah. Nowadays you've got YouTubers who are turning into, boxing stars like Jake Paul, <laughs> Logan Paul. It's like, I mean, I, I know you're a smart guy, but if you were this smart, I, I think you would have been ahead of the curve and you could have maybe gotten into the to the <laughs> boxing realm of, uh, of some point. I mean, I, 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 would, I would love to box Jake Paul. I don't think I'd win, honestly, but uh, <laughs> you do it for $10 million. Though. Oh yeah, for sure. And I would probably just elbow him in the face and get disqualified, but hey, it's still <laughs> money. Um, but yeah, it's just been very interesting to see like the different opportunities that have come up and stuff. And even nowadays, yeah. like just what being on YouTube is. And I, it's just funny when people say like, oh, you're on YouTube, you have this big YouTube audience, but I never really put time into YouTube just posting the videos because we were just kind of more focused on the live stream itself. So, um, but it's just very interesting to see how people could like just do YouTube and be insanely successful. Yeah. Um and then also like make it a part of their like personality being a YouTuber. Cause we, uh, we have five nieces and nephews and I would say all of them want to be YouTubers. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that, I believe. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, it's just funny. And like when I was a kid, like, um, everybody will probably want it to be like on Jackass or like, you know, uh, like the beginning of like the reality TV show stuff. Uh, so it's just kind of funny how that shifted, but, uh, I would say that it's like, very difficult and which is why i'm glad when i'm doing this kind of relaunch like we already kind of have an audience that know what we're about so we can at least test the waters and kind of scale a little quicker than if it was a brand new channel because i i don't even think i would do it <laughs> if we had to start from scratch i don't think i'd do it honestly um your book prankaholic uh i know it's available on your website and also mm-hmm. um available uh digitally i did mm-hmm. have one question about that um sure you had uh, a lot of people ask, and I don't know how much you want to go into detail about this. I know you mentioned uh, Joe when he left, he wanted to pursue yeah. other opportunities. But when Kristen left, a lot of people were asking, you know, what happened? And you completely avoided that. But in the book, you I don't know. I, I don't know how much in detail you went into that. But you 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 gave a lot of answers to a yes. lot of people's questions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think when the book came out, I was really curious to know once I read that what her re- response was. And I think she wrote like a cryptic tweet. By the way, I don't know if her Twitter got hacked. I saw she blocked me on there, uh, which, you know, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe it was an accident. I don't know. Uh, I, look, I, I blocked a lot of people, so it's not a big deal. But um, I, I think she was she made it obvious that she was kind of upset. She even did like a YouTube video explaining it. The, t- it, the title was why I left Friday Night Cranks, but she never really answered that. Uh, was she ever upset about you mentioning that whole thing in the book? Yes and no. And I'm only saying that because like we kind of spoke about the same, this exact situation. So yeah, there, the Why I Left Friday Night Cranks video, I think that came out first. I was still living in California. So maybe like 2015 when that came out. And at least to me, it was like kind of the first insight I had to like kind of what happened because we really weren't speaking. And then about maybe a year ago, two years ago, um, she came down to Myrtle Beach because my grandpa was having like a quintuple bypass surgery or something, and it was like nuts. So she came out to uh, support him. So then we grabbed dinner and just like talked, and she said that she was not happy with the way I explained some stuff that went down between her parents in the book, oh, okay. um, and not necessarily my side of everything that was going on. I think from what she said, like she kind of understood at least for the first time reading it what I thought the situation was um, with her leaving and stuff. Cause we just kind of talked, she had her own reasons and uh, said different reasons. And I thought it was like totally other reasons and it just became a whole big thing. And then uh, that was just kind of that. So the good thing is uh, we're both kind of over it. <laughs> so, That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, first and foremost, like, we're family, we're cousins, so we're just working on that and just staying away from any creative, funny, silly stuff just because, like, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of stuff that kind of needs to go on. But that was her only, at least to me when I asked, um, her only problem with the book was some of the stuff about her parents, which uh, we can maybe agree to disagree, but it's her parents and, yeah, her opinion. So uh, I definitely wouldn't want certain things written about me so i feel like if (laughs) yeah i could only agree and i apologized and we talked about some other stuff and that was that so we'll see shit happens speaking of shit happening yeah family (laughs) uh let's get into a late night web show because i know Uh... you were yeah i know (laughs) uh so here's my perspective i know when you ended friday night cranks you were really excited you did tease this upcoming project which ended up being late night web show um i know you did like a pilot season where you came out in a suit and tie and Mm -hmm. i I think when you did like an official launch you got more casual about it i remember there was one episode where you were like the cameraman and the technical director and the, the, the everything like you were, yeah, you even went like backstage at one point <laughs> to hook up a Skype call for an interview. Yeah. And I, I don't know what all happened. What do you want to say about late night web show? Cause I mean, I know you were very excited about that yeah. and I don't know how that all ended. <laughs> so what do you want the, to say? Yeah. So the, the whole thing, like the whole concept was doing like a, a internet based late night show uh, being in Myrtle Beach where it's like a tourist attraction. I was like, oh, we could like rent a little space, have people come watch, and that's kind of the fun of it, or you can watch at home. But we could we could build a place where like anybody can just come on. You don't need a fan base. You don't need like a million subscribers. Like you could just be some idiot on the beach drunk, and we're like, hey, let, like come be a guest on the show. Um, and then obviously uh, show like new talent and stuff like that. So 
uh, very quickly knew that it was going to be a big like project, a lot of money. So used pretty much all the book money and some other companies kind of jumped in with some investments and such and rented a building in Myrtle Beach. Which... I'm sorry. I'm laughing yeah. because uh, one of your sponsors was Dasani Water. And I yeah. guess there was some massive debate about how that's pronounced. <laughs> it's It was mostly just me screwing around, but um, <laughs> it's just so fun to say incorrectly. Um, and God, so rented a, a building and I knew the rent was going to be 3000 a month just for the building. So yeah, the building still had to pay for power, which and run AC in Myrtle Beach, which is terrible. Internet, security, phone line, all that stuff. So then um, got all the equipment that we needed, got some people on board, had a company building like a little set, which did not come out how it was supposed to like at all, but still looked really cool. But just, I don't know, I asked them like 20 different times if they wanted to come to the building to like measure putting it in. And they were like, no, nah, we're just going to bring it. And I'm like, but I get on paper that these are the dimensions, but when I'm measuring it out, it just does not look like it's going to fit how you think it's going to. So they came and it took like, it was supposed to be a one day install. It took like two and a half weeks because they just did not really understand what they were doing, but, and it still didn't look the way it was supposed to or act the way it was supposed to, but that's fine. Then um, got everybody on board, got these like really cool, scary looking like animatronic puppets that two uh, friends of mine from Canada were actually going oh, to yeah. control and use like a remote control from Canada and like speak and the mouths would move and like it looked really cool, but they just never worked correctly. When they were it, it was to. weird because we could hear them, but I think certain people could not hear them. Yeah. So it was almost like an ongoing joke where each week they somehow got like, act, they were acting worse, which wasn't <laughs> even possible. Like at one time, uh, one show, the mouths weren't moving and they were moving, but they were just like vibrating, like just violently. So I think for people who were watching, some people probably thought like I was messing around and doing like a really long bit of these puppets, but it was just, I'm pretty sure they would have burst into flames if we kept the show going just because of that. Um, but yeah, so then we had to find like camera people, had to find uh, somebody to like run the whole show and um, then figure out audio, figure out lighting, just figure out like a lot of stuff. And we kind of ran into a horrible situation during the pilot season and the first run season where I just, I just didn't have enough time. Why are people blowing up my screen? Sorry. Um, didn't have enough time to get people into the audience in Myrtle Beach as well as promote it online and still talk to these companies that want to sponsor the show because we all had different goals of like where the show should be. Yeah. One company wanted like sold out shows in the venue and I didn't really care about the people in the venue. <laughs> I was just cared <laughs> about like the people online. Um, but then when people would come to be guests on the show, there's like three people in the audience. Um, so it, it just got like, it was just weird. And I tried everything from like giving people commission on tickets they sold, giving people money to give tickets out for free and just getting paid for anybody that walked through the door <laughs> with a free ticket. Um and like I said, there was only so much I could do. So my time was being split like terribly. So then to help with the financials, rented out the venue to three other acts. Um, so at one point in that summer, we had shows going on every day, sometimes twice a day and at one point, three times a day. And I had to be there for all of it to make sure like nobody's shit got stolen because you know how four different shows out of one venue and yeah. nobody like trusted each other. And it was just, a it was a disaster. <laughs> 
behind the scenes as well as like on the scenes. Um, are you happy it's over? Or I mean, look, you you gave it a try. Um, yeah. But how do you feel about it now? Uh, now, I mean, I'm glad it's over. At least like the stress part of it. I think as a concept, um, it could still work in some form. But it's just I don't. I knew kind of in the beginning I was not the guy to be the face and the like technical person behind it. I was kind of one or the other. So I was hoping that I could kind of do like a proof of concept get some more money behind it and then either step in front of the camera or just step behind the scenes and find somebody to uh, fill that. And uh, that just kind of never happened. <laughs> so I'm totally glad uh, it's over. But for, I think, a while, I just kind of needed to do nothing because even about a year before Friday Night Cranks ended, I started planning Late Night Web Show. Yeah. So after Late Night Show was over... Uh, I kind of finally just sat and like did nothing and was like, all right, what do I like want to do? And just took a year, probably two years. I don't even know how long, <laughs> but like just didn't do a thing creatively uh, besides like some podcasts and uh, doing some movie commentaries with my buddy Aragon, his pretty much it channel. Um, so that other than that, like I didn't do anything and like didn't want to do anything and then just slowly started to figure out what was next. And then one day it all kind of clicked. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question, and I don't know if this is part of your um, relaunch. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked about this a little bit on, on uh, the last time you were on the podcast, but uh, I think it'd be really cool. Like, I think a lot of people would love it if you actually, like right now, like just filmed yourself, play a random prank call of yours on YouTube, mm -hmm. and then just wa watch it, listen to it, laugh, whatever, cry. And then at the end of it, give your own, like what you remember, like reaction video, basically. Have yeah. you thought of doing that? Yeah. Um, and that was actually for a while, like all I was going to do. Cause I was like, I don't feel like doing new content. So I'll just maybe like react to some of the calls. Cause like legitimately I would say maybe one out of every five calls, I actually know what's going to happen. So there's a lot of videos that I now cannot watch. Uh, cause I'm, I want to react to them, but like a lot of calls, I do not know what the hell I say. I, I will pause the video and read the comments and there are all these quotes and I don't know if I said it or if somebody on the phone said it or if like it's in reference to something else. Like I have no idea. Um, and there was one video where somebody put like a timestamp of like 13 minutes. So it was like, oh my God, Jared, I can't believe you said that. So I was like, oh no, am I going to get canceled? Oh no, is it coming? So I had to watch that clip and it was just something not even terrible, but like I had no idea what I could have possibly said. Um, and even more recently, people were like, oh, you did this one call. It's on YouTube. And you said blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it sounds like something I'd say. But sure, <laughs> I'm just going to trust you that I said it and cool. Uh, but that is not necessarily part of what's going to be live, but it'll be part of the channel. Maybe uh, something that's done once in a while, then more uh, frequently, like on a Patreon type of basis. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to be doing because I can knock 50 of those out in a day. and. <laughs> And be done with it. <laughs> you know what I was going to say? Uh, we talked about this last time also, just how passionate your fan base was, uh, mm -hmm. the following that you had. Um, anytime you went live just to talk to your fans um, on a non-Friday, everyone still wanted to watch you. Uh, my YouTube, I always upload these um, podcasts to YouTube, the guest segments at least, mm -hmm. which is what the show is uh, mostly now is guest segments. I mean, I'll go back to doing just regular solo commentary at some point, but yeah. uh, you... <laughs> Uh, the YouTube uh, videos don't get a lot of views, but the one that has the most is the one with you. 
And I've even had like, you know, athletes and a former survivor winner on the podcast, but like everyone loves hearing <laughs> you. In fact, in one of the comments, somebody said, uh, Jared's normal voice now sounds like Mitch. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't see it, but I, I guess when you read a comment like that, you kind of think about it and you think, okay, maybe, I don't know. Um, I mean, you still have a lot of people, like even now with these, uh, I know some people are going in and out of the uh, video, but a <laughs> lot of people for them, even in double digit views for the most part, which doesn't happen a whole lot. You've got a pretty strong following, even to this day, even though you haven't done a whole lot of uh, work uh, for so long. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, and I like it, I guess. Um, and I think it's just always kind of been that way, even when we were first starting out and we had like five people watching. We only have five people watching, but they were like the five most passionate people on this earth about like what, like more than we could ever think of at yeah. that point. And then more people start watching. And then obviously uh, it just gets crazier and crazier. But there are people that like, I mean, I just have a silly little countdown and like a sign up box on the Friday Night Cranks website. And I haven't posted anything about that in like months. And every week when I look at the stats of like how many new people subscribed, I'm like, huh. <laughs> all right like people seem to care uh which is cool and i think i don't know i just think people are awesome and i had like a really good call today uh with this company about some other stuff related to friday night cranks that will hopefully be moving so it's just i'm kind of just hoping that everyone still enjoys it and if they don't then they could just tell people that might i don't know <laughs> because <laughs> uh it's just really cool how even when we did the merch launch, like I anticipated how much we were going to sell, but it was maybe three, four times more than I like originally thought we'd be selling in a week. And I think we did all those numbers in a day. So I was like, okay, people are just excited, uh, yeah. which is cool. And I, it kind of puts a little more pressure on it, but I think it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. I know a lot of people had screen names on Twitter or, um, in your chat, like FNC John or FNC Michael, <laughs> like every, every, everyone, like they wanted to be associated with FNC in some way. And a lot yeah. of the fans connected too. Uh, so that was always a lot of cool to see. Yeah. There have been some that like have met up in person and are friends and uh, some who have like gotten married and stuff. And like, that's cool. And oh, a dating not, website. Yeah. Not my intention, <laughs> but cool. Yeah. I mean, one of my, like, like one of my closest friends, she was, and her husband were here for like, two weeks like when we met through the show randomly um so it's just funny like how many people have watched it and how many people just know people that like the show uh it's just been cool so hopefully that continues for another 14 years you know what's interesting i remember some one of your fans reached out to me and said oh i i know who you are i'm like oh okay they're like, yeah, I, I go to the high school. This I, I'm, I'm currently attending the high school that you graduated from. I'm like, so how the hell? Like, she was like four years younger than me. I'm like, how the hell do you know who I am? Yeah. So I was part of the broadcasting crew in my uh, high school, and I get the high school teacher that I had there for broadcasting. He left, and I guess the new teacher likes to replay old clips from previous years. And I guess they've replayed some of my stuff. And I, th that's how she knew me, apparently. So I'm like, gotcha. oh, the small world. <laughs> yeah. Very small that, world. That is really um, weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, was always, it was always interesting. Uh, I remember you were asking once, where is everybody from in like one of your live chats? And I did see a lot of people mention like 
certain cities in the Kansas City area. I'm like, yeah. oh wow, we, we we've got some uh, some people in the Midwest, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, I did want to ask you um, with some of the stuff you did on Friday Night Cranks. You mentioned this last time, and uh, I went back and watched some of the. I mentioned you have some clips on uh, your Facebook page that are not on your YouTube page. All right, maybe maybe it is, and I just missed it. You mentioned before how funny it is about how convincing you were on some of your calls. Yes. Like you, you, you almost pulled off a prank where you called AOL and you <laughs> almost made them reset their servers. There was also another AOL call where you <laughs> almost convinced them to reset everybody's passwords to ABC123. Yes. And I'm pretty sure in both those situations, like it only didn't go through because I kind of hesitated and was like, yeah, this is probably not the best idea. <laughs> um, so there was some like maybe more nerve nerves in my voice than usual, but yeah, it's, it's some of it's very convincing and it's scary, especially if you're <laughs> listening to just the audio, um, which is how I've been listening to some of the stuff recently, at least the calls I can remember. Um, I listen to just the audio and when you don't see somebody laughing and you just hear their voice, like it sounds very legit. Well, the, what's really funny. There, there was one on Facebook. I looked at, I think this was like towards the end of Friday night cranks, you called it's only a three minute clip but it's three hilarious minutes you called walmart and you're saying uh you're claiming to be somebody i don't even remember exactly what you were claiming to be but i guess you needed to clear up the phone lines <laughs> so you're telling the person to blow into the phone to clear up d- dust That's amazing. and she's doing it she's like she goes and you're telling her to press you know, one seven nine, which means absolutely nothing. But you made her do it anyway. Yeah. And then you made her uh, talk loudly into the phone, and she's talking very loudly. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it needs to be louder, ma'am, louder, louder. And she's yeah. doing it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Just some of the stuff you did. Do you ever think to yourself, like, you could have done something else in this world, and it would have been kind of concerning, considering how convincing you really are? Uh, yes, and I mean, and just. <laughs> Like, I guess in a way it is people's skills, but it's also like reverse engineering, I guess. Um, There have been just some very recent situations where I have had to like just kind of bullshit in that capacity, just like on the spot, just like be very convincing and like not waver from what's going on. And like, it's helped in certain situations, but it's just funny how like even recently I was like, oh, like I still got it, which is kind of (laughs) horrifying. Because uh, I don't, I don't like it where it's because it, especially towards the end of Friday Night Cranks, like it was almost taking away from the challenge of it. Like instead of me worrying if I could convince this person, I was just worrying about like the comedic bits that would happen once I convinced them. Um, which kind of sounds like a weird complaint, but it, there it was just, there was no like challenge because it was like in my head even towards the very end of Friday Night Cranks, like I could tell just when somebody picked up the phone if it was going to be a good call just based on how they sounded and there would be calls where i'm like no not that one and like i still cannot explain what i was look what i'm looking to hear but like i know when i hear it and it doesn't it doesn't mean that they sound stupid or gullible or anything it's just like like i can just tell right away if it's gonna be funny or not and uh it's just weird (laughs) a weird talent um, I'm trying to think of some of like, like something among that category, just how convinced, which is almost all of your calls, but, mm-hmm. 
the one that I thought was hilarious was, and by the way, I'm, I'm going through your page right now. I mean, there are calls mm-hmm. that I don't even recognize. Like, yeah. I'm sure I maybe listened to them, but it's just been so long. Um, but there was one call when Siri first came out. And now oh, yeah. you already know where I'm going with this. I spent you... so much time on that. I'm glad we're talking about it. Like, I spent <laughs> like, way too much time on this. You... Um... You called Apple the day the phone came out, or the week the phone came out. The day, and, yeah, the day. Oh, it was the day? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you told them, you're like, oh, Siri's not functioning correctly. And you found a way to program, I guess, some automated voice. Uh, you're like, uh, hey, Siri, call my wife. And Siri would respond and say, oh, by the way, I said that, and Siri's going off on, <laughs> on my end here, on, next to my phone. Um, Siri would respond and say, uh, no, your wife is a bitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. let's go and play angry birds and you would replay that audio clip to the person on the phone and she was freaking the hell out um and then you kind of made it funny in the end with the whole pokemon battle yeah. thing <laughs> that was just like every i still remember seeing the chat room live everybody lost it yeah um what do you remember from that one i remember uh, just everybody who watched the show that night like helping me out because the phone did come out that day so all the apple stores and apple Apple customer support, they were slammed with people because Siri was not actually working very well that day. So a lot of people had these phones and they're trying to activate them and their activation server was down. So when the show started, I said, I want to call Apple, but um, their phone lines are slammed. So if some of you guys can wait on hold and there was maybe like 10, 15 people um, that I like trusted. So like if you were in the chat or maybe some other people and I said like, you know, you, 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 and you, and you, call apple and once you get through like dm me on twitter and i'll give you a number to like conference the call through and i think um linden possibly he was the guy who was working on our website at the time from canada i think he somehow got them on skype like through you called out and he waited on hold for like 20 30 minutes and got somebody so he was able to transfer it through skype which is call quality was way better that way uh but we had like a lot of people just like waiting on hold that way i could still do other calls during the show and we didn't spend half the show waiting on hold um so that was good but yeah i spent a lot of time in like logic just like making those stupid little things and had a little playlist in itunes of the different answers um actually it wasn't the answers it was the question that i needed to ask siri and then she would say because a lot of the times the questions um were more important than the answers. so half the time I like forgot what I was going to have her say. Cause I had maybe 200 different files um, that I made of just silly responses, but most of them were along like Siri cursing and just flat out saying, no, we're, we're going to do something else instead, which is just like such a funny thing. And you, I love that call. You could hear the girl either. I think I'm on speaker at one point, but like puts the phone down and is like worried. She's like, Siri's like actually cussing at him like oh yeah she's talking to somebody else yeah like like a witness yeah which is like even funnier that's like my favorite part of that stuff is when the person that's convinced is now convincing somebody else like for (laughs) me and it's like way more believable because an actual apple worker is like oh my god this is not good so they all start kind of like freaking out um and that was funny and something that i figured everybody else was gonna try and do and i don't know why the pokemon sequence happened that was just bizarre i think i was just looking for the most over-the-top siri thing but by the way, I'm going to sound like a smart ass asking this, but this is a very, very, very serious question. So I know you and Walmart, because um, you have dozens of Walmart calls. Yeah. I know they have contacted you and they have offered you 
a lot of money. Yes. Uh, I mean, not enough to the point no. where the stuff you made money out of all these calls, but they have offered you money to try to take those uh, videos down. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very, very serious question. Are you banned from Walmart stores? Not that I know of. I mean, I was just on one a few days ago and I mean, it's, they've seemed to be fine. People have claimed that they've been escorted out for wearing Friday Night Crank shirts, but I don't believe that because I've also worn shirts to the same Walmarts people have claimed and like nothing has happened. So I don't think I am specifically banned, but I do think that they were really worried about a lot of people duplicating those calls, um, especially some of the ones that it's like, are straight up locking it down on accident or like that involved children. Uh, they're just very like, we had that one call we did where I said, we lost a bunch of children that were like leashed to the, together. And then I end up saying that they were all blind. Like it, it's ridiculous, but they were not happy about that one either. Um, and then several, I mean, we always did one like once a few times a year where we were like drunk in Walmart or just, you know, doing silly stuff in Walmart. Um, so they, they were just not happy with like, the thought of people duplicating all these calls. So they wanted me to take some down and no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you regret anything you did? Like any of the calls you did? Yes and no. I think uh, I do regret in certain situations us being like way too hard on the people on the phone Um, and kind of like treating them like they were stupid, but not realizing like we were so convincing. Um, and it's not necessarily a regret, but just something that I'll watch those older clips. I'm like, ah, oh, like it could have been so much funnier if we weren't so focused on like that they were dumb because they believed that we got yeah. into 10 car accidents in a year. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I mean, at the time, like it was just so silly. Was a lot of the stuff we were saying and in a lot of calls, we're trying to like get them to hang up. And like some people just won't, they'll just believe like whatever we were saying. Um, um so yeah. Uh, there was one I'm looking at right now. It's called uh, Pizza Delivery Pranked in Person. And it's uh, oh, this God, Domino's yeah. Pizza with Love Chat. First of all, this Love Chat guy uh, actually came across his social media recently. I don't know how. Um, <laughs> so this guy, I guess, had a show called Love Chat. It was on weeknights yes. uh, mm-hmm. or maybe weekends. I don't remember. But he had you on Friday nights after every show. And it's funny because people would watch your show and then go to lovechat.com and watch his show. Right. And it's funny because I don't know if you knew this. Because, I I mean, look, you just did a two-hour show, and I'm sure you did a lot of prep before that. So you kind of need to breathe a little bit. And, you know, yeah. you go for a walk and a snack, whatever. Um, he would always just, like, shout out his, hey, is Jared on the phone yet? Like, constantly just yelling at his producer or director I'm like dude just chill out yeah what was, what, and i know at some point you guys had a falling out and i yeah. think you talked about this in your book yeah it it was i mean it was all very silly so yes i was i was doing other things like there was one time because my dad would sometimes watch love chat after friday night cranks because he was like really into friday night cranks and like he wasn't watching as a parent he was just kind of watching because like it was very funny. My mom was in bed and he's like, this is cool. So you yeah, well, watch Love Chat and just get a kick out of like the drastic change to like they're sponsored by like a um, erectile dysfunction company. Extends. Like it was just so, like it was such a bizarre thing. They're having like YouTubers on. He's also trying to like hook his audience up with each other, which was like the Love Chat so, part of it. Especially when like your audience is like, like it's usually kids children. that watch yeah. these things. Yeah. yeah. It was like such a funny like thing but they would pull off a show so it was kind of like 
a train wreck, but not really. Um, so, uh, so uh, uh, when he was yelling, one of the times I was upstairs and my dad's like, you know, they're waiting for you down there. Right. And I was like scooping ice cream into a bowl. I'm like, yeah, but like they're, they'll just keep waiting. It's fine. Like they'll cut to a commercial. And cause that's kind of what would happen on the nights that I would be on time. They'd be like, Oh, Jared's going to be on. Like, let's go to a commercial. Let's go do this. And I was just kind of sitting there. So I was like, they could go do all that. But then I realized like they were not starting the show <laughs> until they had me on Skype and that pizza delivery one. I don't, I don't even like, I don't even know what, what was supposed to be happening, but yeah, that uh, was a really weird one. It was very strange. Um, and I didn't necessarily have like a falling out with him as much as like his whole crew had like a falling out with him. Um, <sighs> Let me just say something. I did receive an email. I don't even know how he got my email, but I guess his producer or booking agent, I, I don't know who, who the hell he was. He emails me and I, and I I'm scrolling through the list of people that he emailed and I see Charles Trippy and I see Philip DeFranco. I'm huh. like, wow, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in great company here for once. What um, it, say? <laughs> it was just complaining. Like they needed a gas and they couldn't book anyone and they were struggling. I don't recall huh. that much of it. Um, but yeah, I, I could tell some, some shit was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And I, I'm not entirely sure what happened because like, <sighs> It, yeah, that was, it was just a weird train wreck. And I've heard like, I don't know, he's, he had a few different crew members. Each one had like a completely different story of like what went down. Um, but it just mostly came down to like, they were just doing the show and like, they just, they wanted to be paid fairly and there wasn't a budget for it. And people just uh, kind of got fed up eventually. Uh, erectile dis- dysfunction extends without paying them. Yeah, enough, I yeah. guess they needed to extend the checkbook a bit <laughs> instead of instead of their erections. Oh man! So yeah, that was a downfall. Look, it could be worse. It could have been Sue Stone's New Year's uh, New Year's yeah, Eve right. show, whatever that was. I love. I watch that every New Year's, and so it's great. I love it. I wish like they did that every year, like on purpose. Because I would watch that like a deliberate train wreck. (laughs) For those who don't know what we're talking about, go to YouTube and type Jamie Kennedy New Year's Eve special or just type Jamie Kennedy New Year's Eve. And and by the way, I did see Stu's uh, like he he went to a local radio station to do like a basically he was trying to like come up with excuses and they were pretty bad. But here's my thing. If you're in TV. I learned this in high school. Like, if, if there's a chance you are live, don't say, are we on? And don't curse like a madman. Right. Here, and here's the thing. And I've talked to Stu about this so many times just to, like, see. Because I thought, honestly, upon viewing it, that it was all done on purpose. Like, I thought they orchestrated this horrific train wreck of a New Year's Eve special. Because, like, even when you watch the clips on YouTube, like, they're talking they're not showing the right camera. Then once it cuts, like a commercial just like jumps in. It like, is weird. It's amazing. Like it's almost like it was done on purpose. And I've told him, I was like, you guys should do that every year on purpose where like, <laughs> it's horrible. Like people would love it. Like people are just hammered on New Year's. They tune in and like people are cursing on live TV and fights are breaking out. Like it would be amazing. Um, and I, I don't believe that it was... Uh, <laughs> faked because like I, as much as I want it to be all staged I don't think it was he told me that they're like they lost communication with like the audio truck and 
a lot of what he said matched up to like the longer versions of stuff. But I would just love every year if it was they just half half ass threw together a New Year's Eve show with like people that didn't know what they were doing behind the scenes and just set action and just see what happens because like the amount of stuff that went wrong is amazing. Like they missed, they missed the ball drop. Like, how do you miss the ball drop by like a minute and a half? Like, in my <laughs> oh, head, I did not know that. Yeah. There's another <laughs> clip of like, it reach, it reaches midnight and like, they, they don't start counting down for a while. <laughs> well, like, there, was, there was one woman and I don't know who she was, but she's just on the stage. She goes, is it new year's yet? And then she Macy counts. Gray. She counts from 10 yeah. to 1 really fast. I'm like, yeah. what is this woman doing? She yeah, punk? That's a uh, Macy Gray, the singer, the uh oh that I try to say goodbye, but I choke. Try to walk away, but I stumble. That lady. Okay. <laughs> I still <laughs> don't like, know, but that's okay. Yeah, she was probably like a one-hit wonder from like the early 2000s. Um good singer, I guess, but she also seemed a little hammered. But um Ugh. She, but yeah, it was just, so they missed like the ball drop. And when I saw that, I was like that, like, how do you miss the ball drop? Like, that's the one point of the show is they had midnight. So I was like, there's no way this happened, like for real. But like, I would love if there was a, a New Year's show where like they deliberately missed the ball drop and you're kind of just cranking the entire <laughs> audience. Like, the entire it's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, that was not on like nationally. It was, um, mm-hmm. it was like a regional. Yeah, deal. like yeah. LA local thing but um when it happened somebody posted the full thing online and then i think now only like clips remain so i was able to see the full thing which was amazing in its entirety (laughs) um but the clips that are on youtube are the gist of like what happened (laughs) my favorite is when he's interviewing uh shannon elizabeth in the background there's somebody that's like mouthing what Stu is also saying going on with the teleprompter <laughs> yes and Stu, Stu was on my uh, he was on my chief's podcast and we kind of made it like a sports related thing because he he had a funny story about uh, a specific chiefs player but mm-hmm. um we did talk about that on my show he mentioned he has uh sunglasses on because he mm-hmm. lost his eyeglasses and so he had to wear his uh prescription sunglasses because he can't see without without them, which I can understand too. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's why he's wearing sunglasses at night, which is kind of weird. I, I I'm glad he did explain that. Not that it yeah. kind of came across my mind, but when he put it that way, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I just thought he was like a little stew stoned. So he threw some oh, yeah, glasses too. on. But like, but that's even fun. Like it again adds to like the what like, come on. Like, how do you I believe it 100 percent but I like believe it all happened the way he says it did. But just that part of me is like, if this is a joke, like this is amazing. <laughs> and like the fact that you guys are still lying about it today, like for what? Why, why are you lying? But he's like, no, it, it, it happened. And I'm like, all right, all right, I, I believe him. But part of me wants just like a yearly Stu Stone New Year, <laughs> New Year special. <laughs> I'm still pissed at Stu. I, I wanted him on my podcast. Um, and then he goes, oh, reach out to me on Monday. So, you know, I reach out to him a week later on Monday and he goes, uh, why don't we do it when I when my movie has a U.S. release? I'm like, you what, you waited one week to tell me to reach out to you on Monday just to tell you to let's do it several months or yeah. a few years down the road. I don't know. But that's too stone for you. Yeah. Um, he great. was in a lot of your calls. I know there was the um, uh, flooded basement prank call yes. that he was a part of. One is of there favorites. a um, is there a prank involving Stu that sticks out to you the most? I mean. That that one probably because just that because one. he wasn't supposed to be in that one. Um, 
Oh, yeah, because he was listening and he was texting you. Yeah, he's like, I'm driving home, like, keep this lady on the phone. And I'm like, there's, like, there's, how can we extend this call? Like, we're going to have to drown. So, like, all right, we'll we'll, figure that out. Um, So, I mean, that was great. Uh, There was also another call where he caught, we call, what the hell was the girl's name? It was like a little girl's name. And he asks, (laughs) he does like his Ralphie voice and asks to speak to like a little girl. Because uh, he was invited to her birthday party or something, and the mom's like, "Oh, Sophie, yeah, um, he wants to talk to Sophie." And she's like, "What? What do you mean you were invited to Sophie's party?" And he's like, "You know, I just want to get to know her. I want to hang out there." And she's like, "Sophie's too. So how are you talking to Sophie and getting invited to her birthday party?" And it was just like, I had no idea. Stu had no idea, but just like his reaction because I like, I just like seeing people in situations like that where like I can't help him. Like he's on his own. Like yes, it, I set up the idea, but like. He just like oversold how passionate he was about Sophie and how good of friends they were. So when the reveal happened that she was too, like I can't help him. He just has to wrap the call up on his own. Um, um and then also the the free of the fish call was like a million percent oh, improvised. Like, I remember that. We just kind of rolled with it. And even in the beginning of the video, where I'm like, yeah, let's try this. Like that we just had nothing. We were just kind of rolling with it. So the fact we just kind of came up with what seems like a very well rehearsed speech from Stu about the fish was like written ahead of time, but like, no, all of it was like just improvised. And I think at that point in the show, we were just trying to pull off something funny. So we did. I'm, I'm looking up some of your, um, your older calls. Uh, there's a hilarious Rosetta Stone. Like I remember these, but I don't even, I couldn't tell you a single word from the call. Uh, like I'm sure, I'm sure they're funny, but I got to go back and listen to these at some point. I told you during quarantine, uh, mm-hmm. Like during the thick of the pandemic, when things got crazy, I, I did, you know, I was playing Grand Theft Auto five. And while I'm doing that, I'm, I'm playing random videos. It was actually mm-hmm. it, it, it's think of like a funny movie that you haven't seen in like 10, 15 years. That's basically Friday Night Cranks, because some yeah. of these you haven't seen in forever. And you're like, wow, mm-hmm. I forgot how funny some of these are really are. Yeah. Yeah. There was one on your Facebook page where it's another reason. I don't think it's on your YouTube unless mm-hmm. I missed it. You're calling a woman about a cleaning service for your house and you're talking about (laughs) throwing things across the room and throwing the piano and she starts to she goes like she has to follow behind me and like clean it up (laughs) at one point she goes okay sir this is getting weird and i think you need to smoke marijuana or something and i just lost my shit when she said that yeah it's Um, it's just funny getting those reactions out of people because like it's just so like that just concept is just so stupid and so silly. So like the fact that she believed it is cool, but then also had like such a like perfect reaction to it. Like even she was like, yeah, this is a bit much. <laughs> you um, prank called someone named Barbara. I guess someone had a friend that they wanted to uh, prank call. And you called yeah. this person twice. Uh, which is I, funny I, thought, I really thought it was more than that, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was like two shows and multiple times. Uh, Well, you have two calls up of her. Gotcha. Um, And it's funny because I remember in at one point the person's pretending to be Overland Park Police Department, which is where I am. So maybe that narrows it down. Who who sent you that call? (laughs) But um, I don't know. What what do you recall from uh, from that one? Because that was a people loved her reaction. Like that was one of the most requested redo pranks yeah and i think because one of just how 
like intense on her end it got quickly but it was like definitely harmless like it was like it seemed like she was just a party girl that had a little too much to drink when we called um and usually when people are getting angry and like screaming at me they're like very mad but she was mad but i could feel like she was mad but it was just more like i was inconveniencing her like she wasn't mad (laughs) about the situation she was just mad that i was like ruining her party in this moment so um that's at least how it was coming across to me so then people were like you need to call her again because like there's more she doesn't like hate you yet so you just need to get her to where she's like also very mad that you're calling but now she just like hates you as a person and i feel like that's why people wanted it so much because you could just see the potential of like calling her every week (laughs) just like throwing new situations until she like never answers the phone again which I'm sure would have happened but yeah that one was just fun and like just an instant classic like when it happened and while it was happening I'm like oh pe- the people are going to be talking about this forever um and I definitely wanted to call her back so when we did call her back it was just fun and I think I think it was like months later like we waited a while maybe yeah I can't remember um but because on the um I don't know what you call that video the um it, it, okay, I think it's not a video. Like I'm going, I'm on your page right now. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, like the featured moment is, you know what I'm talking about? Like the thumbnail part. The of thumbnail, it? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. the thumbnail. The thumbnail of you of Barbara Prank Part Two. Like your face is red from laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just all of the excitement, and I think that call was probably the one I laughed the most during. Also, like the rest in peace, George one was. Oh, gosh where I just couldn't keep it together. And there are just very few moments where that has happened. Um, but yeah, those calls are great. Barbara almost got me to like, just blow my cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going through your, uh, your, your list here. You, you got a lot. I know you said storage, uh, the storage facility prank call is, is your favorite. Why is that your mm-hmm. favorite one? Probably because it was like the first, one of the first ones we did where, there was a lot of like inside jokes like being born from that and like this person like just could not get off the phone and we started to realize like oh we could just keep people on the phone forever if we wanted to um and then i think like it just goes on for way too long and it was kind of like one of the first calls we did that we had to break up into parts on youtube because at the time you can only upload a video under 10 minutes oh that's right um so that's why some of our videos are like part one and part two um so that was there may have been one or two before that but that was the first one i could remember where i'm like oh people need to see all of this call like and each moment is amazing and just how defeated she sounds at the end like when we're doing all this math like she gets angry and then she just slowly wears down to where i did one equation she's just like no no (laughs) just so like done like it didn't even cross her mind that it was a prank she was just so exhausted by Barney Stimpleton. So I was like, yes, we need to uh, keep him. By the way, uh, you and I have to discuss something that you and I have never discussed. Oh, gosh. So you and Stu, you guys did a call. And by the way, I remember the following week, I was not watching, not because I was upset at you, but because, you know, I was doing something else that night. Mm -hmm. But apparently you were upset that I was upset. So here's what happened. (laughs) Um, you and you, and that was probably a weird way to set it up. Uh, you and yeah, Stu yeah. did a call. You guys called 1 800 flowers. Do you remember this? <laughs> Barely. Yes. Okay. So here's what happens. Stu, and, and look, it, it, in your defense, I probably lashed out on you when I should have lashed out on Stu, but Stu calls 
1-800-Flowers basically is, is giving flowers to someone who is behind bars. And <laughs> uh, Stu is having a note for this flower to give to somebody. And uh, he goes, hey, big F. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't remember the whole thing he said, but I think it was like, I'm paraphrasing. Mm. When you hear a honk, that's your cue to escape. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was asked for a name. And he goes, um, F as in whatever, A as in whatever. And he's spelling my name. After like three letters, I'm like, wait, this sounds very familiar. I, I spelled the same quite a bit. I'm like, oh, it's my name. Um, so yeah. Stu is spelling my name on a prank call show. <laughs> Which, listen, you got to understand, like, when you look up my name at the time, like, my Facebook would come up, my Bleacher, because I used to be a reporter for Bleacher Report. Like, all that shit came up. Oh I'm like, God. guys, don't use my goddamn name on your show. Gotcha. I do I do remember that. And I think, um, especially in uh, my defense and Stu's defense, I think he thought that was just like a user, like a user name, like, a, like an <laughs> alias online, not like your actual real name. <laughs> because there are people... They'll watch the show that have usernames or just have like internet names. So like, yeah, it's just not their real name. So at least with the exception of your last name at the time when you would show up on Twitter, just seemed like, oh, that's like a username. So like we'll throw it in as a joke. But like I knew when he was spelling it out, like that's his real name. Oh, no. <laughs> but like you can't stop it. Well, listen, and, at the time I was pissed, but now I'm like, yeah, that was yeah. obviously I, I think it's hilarious because it's my name. I don't know when that was, but I would like if you wanted to upload that, I would love that. I, I, in fact, okay. I would love to do that again. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, do you ever plan on uploading call, certain calls that never made it? Yeah. So probably what I'm going to have to end up doing at some point, I've figured out like I have all of the files. So some of them are like in parts and some of the older ones are like flash files.flv files. Um, and I think most of them are converted now, but there are still like a year or two that I need to convert. Um, what I'm probably going to end up doing is just having somebody like locally here or whoever um, just go through every single live show and just listen and cut out the pranks and send them to me. And then I'll just kind of go through each prank because it's uh, a horrific job for anybody to do listening yeah. to 400 two-hour show so 800 hours worth of calls i might even have to like split up between people and just have them <laughs> like 20 hours each and like call it a day so not only do they have to listen to all of the show they have to uh mark where the pranks are and then just kind of send them all to me um and then i'll have to listen to every single call we've ever done because not that i don't trust people but you might listen to a call and be like oh this isn't funny and then there's like a follow-up call or like um, the call is like 45 minutes long and you don't realize and you just kind of skip it. Um, so yeah, just to have somebody mark all the pranks, I'll listen to all of them and just start uploading stuff because I do vaguely remember that 1-800-Flowers call, but I like also don't remember it. Like I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I do remember texting Stu like that's his actual name, but by the time I sent it, like it's too late. Like, what what are we gonna do? Like, just say, oh, just kidding. We have a new name. It's Tom, and everybody watching, like, oh, why didn't they use his name? That would have been so funny. <laughs> well, people were tweeting me like in the while, while he's like halfway through my last name. People yeah. were like, "LOL, you're screwed." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Uh, <laughs> Doxing you, Jesus. Um, he wait. Man. He chose your last name too. Yeah, yeah, man. Both <laughs> of them. He apologized, but I was like. 
in the moment I was like, dude, that's messed like, because because my biggest fear was when you call these people, they're like, okay, we we just got pranked. Do we call right. the police or whatever? Yeah. And I was like, you just spelled my goddamn name. And, and listen, I don't think there's another Farzine Vesugian in the United <laughs> States of America. So there's not. Jesus, dude. No, but looking back, that was just hilarious uh, yeah. in the moment for sure. My God. Uh, <laughs> um. Man, I, I'm just looking through your list. Man. I know we did this last time, and I'm trying not to bring up calls that we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who do have certain questions, I, we probably talked a lot about those in the um, in the last one. By the way, yeah. I, there was that one show, and I know I brought this up to you many times. It was like it's the summer of 09, either June or July, where you called. You had three epic calls. One of them, one of them was a drug testing call, which look, I gave up on that. I know you can't upload that or whatever. <laughs> but um there were like two other really hilarious calls that night one was like the lucky penny yes yes like you've got to upload those for sure uh i mean those were just epic and hilarious you let me just ask this because a lot of people wondered what happened you did actually start uploading old calls mm-hmm. uh, but then you like stopped after a while yeah because i because i was the only one doing it so i was oh, like okay. all right i'll go to this show because i remember like i would go through youtube and be like oh i remember when we uploaded this prank call there was also another good call that night so then i would like uh kind of go back to that and it was just like a kind of hit and miss i'd watch a show and then get sick of my own voice or like just sit there um and try and find a specific one but eventually probably by the end of the year there'll be some poor soul somewhere or multiple poor souls um listening to everything and letting me know where the pranks are and then i'll kind of go through them and then there'll be a consistent like re-upload of new content as long as it's still like legal and fun and we're not doing anything too crazy <laughs> uh man um i'm just going through your uh, your call list again uh is there like a specific like do you have a walmart one i mean i guess the um the lockdown one, but is there any other like Walmart one that sticks out to you the most that you were like, Oh man, I can't believe we pulled this off. I think just anytime we were convincing people that we were like in their store, because I know Walmart is huge, but I also know they have cameras everywhere. And if you say that, like you're drunk and like scaling the shelves and sitting on top of it, like I figured they'd be able to find you pretty quickly. At least, I mean, I haven't seen the inside of their security team, uh, but I feel like they would have figured it out pretty quickly, like if that was real or not. Um, and then the same thing with the one where we had all the children leashed together that were also blind or deaf or whatever the hell I said they were. Like, I feel like you'd be able to see them very clearly, like several children leashed together, um, at least on the security cameras. So during those, I was always impressed just that these people stayed on the phone and every year when we call back and tried to return the Thanksgiving dinner was just, just different reactions each time. And I was like, how, like, how are they even believing this? Um, every year, <laughs> just year after year, uh, we were calling different Walmarts. So I guess it was a new situation, but each year I figured like, this is the year they just hang up. Uh, but we usually got them for the most part. Um, and then also the, uh, African-American Friday prank call where I called the Walmart. <laughs> it was just also funny. And the lady had like a, a great reaction to it. Like I was hoping there were like two ways that call could have gone like really good or really bad. So I'm glad it went really good, um, <laughs> with how she reacted because that was just so, it was too silly to not do. And it's still one of my favorites because of just how ridiculous it is. 
one of your calls is the uh, Professor Oak prank call where yeah. <laughs> you uh, pretended to be Ash Ketchum. For those who don't know, these are Pokemon references. Right. And by the way, I think your description of the prank is funny. In the in the video, it says, if you do not know who Professor Oak is, you should not be on the internet, which everyone <laughs> loved that description. Yeah. But um, you are calling someone with the last name Oak, mm-hmm. but you are calling them Professor Oak. <laughs> and I guess the person's wife is kind of getting upset like there's no professor here we're 30 years old we don't have grandchildren and she starts yelling at you and someone in the comments made a joke saying oh this is why we never see professor oak's wife on the show because she's so crazy (laughs) um what 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 was what's your reaction or what what do you remember from that call i mean the the those calls were just always funny because like you're calling a real person like but pretending they're like a very well-known fictional character so even if like in that call they don't even know what pokemon is or who professor oak is it only makes it funnier um because they're just so baffled and like they're just not getting the reference which is really funny um and then if they knew who professor oak was and that it was from a game and now you're trying to explain to somebody that they're not from a video game just as funny so there's like no every situation and at the off chance that he is a professor makes it even funnier uh, because eventually he'll have no clue what the hell I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> if they have a grandson named Ash, even better. Like there's no way a call like that could go wrong unless you're looking for George Washington and he's dead. Then, <laughs> but even that still very funny. <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, at one point um, she was like, there's no professor here. She's like, I, I, I need to talk to professor. Okay. I, I see his, his mm-hmm. grandson Gary is my rival. And after she says there's no Professor Oak, she refers to her own husband as Professor Oak, which is great. She she kept asking <laughs> yeah. you what state you were in, which obviously you, you're trying to dodge because you don't know where they are. At right. one point, she goes, I'm in Minnesota. Where are you? And you said yes. Like, <laughs> everyone lost it when you said that in the comments. People were all like, I, I, were yeah. you just like startled in that moment? Or, or, or do you remember that part? Well, the thing was, uh, we were spoofing our numbers. So I saw we were not calling from Minnesota. And I thought she was asking like, where are you? Like, where are you from? Because maybe she knew or had a suspicion of who was her. So I thought maybe she thought it was a joke. Um, and like the area code maybe tipped her off. And if she was like, maybe thinking, oh, so-and-so lives in Florida and this person's calling from Florida. So let me see where he is to see if I know who's calling me. Um so I didn't know if maybe she was trying to figure out some information to see if it was legit or not, or if she knew somebody in that area that we were calling from and the prank was going to somehow be more believable. So I just said, yes, <laughs> to see what would happen. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, convincing calls, uh, you have the fallen TV prank call. I think that's mm-hmm. one where I fell off my roof. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were claiming somebody an employee or maybe that was like a pizza delivery one i can't remember we've done we've done it all we did one where i fell off a roof trying to mount a satellite dish but then i think oh that's right one where somebody either me or a child was like stuck under the tv once it fell um (laughs) (laughs) the yeah those are just so silly i love all of those but again don't remember what the hell goes on so i have to like sit through all of these uh on video and record it because it would just be a blast because it's weird hearing yourself have a conversation with somebody and you don't know what you're going to say. Weird feeling. 
Uh, I did send in a request to call a friend of mine um, to tell her she did not get accepted into the college that she applied to. Yes. And you were really convincing on that one. (laughs) And uh, I mean, I I thought she was going to laugh and just be like, oh, haha, it's funny. There's no way this is possible. Mm -hmm. And then when you told her it was a joke, she was like, can I can you tell me who this is? And you were Facebook chatting me saying, hey, can I say it's you? But I, I don't remember what happened. I think someone was knocking on my door. So I had to go answer that. So I didn't hear the whole thing live. And by the time I got back, I heard you say my name. And I hear her go, oh, my God, I'm going to kill him. But because your stream is behind, as she's saying that, I'm receiving a phone call from her. She was laughing and thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Gotcha. And her friends at the restaurant all thought it was hilarious. They were worried at first. Yeah. I heard um, her sorority sisters were... Uh, they would like play that once in a while, just as a mm-hmm. joke. And she, I, I guess she was a great sport about it too, which I don't know if That's I would good. have, but um, yeah, yeah, she did end up graduating with the, the, from that university with honors. So That's amazing. Uh, she went from being told she can't go to getting honors. So that was great. Yeah. And I feel like she got honors out of spite. So that's good. I feel <laughs> responsible for her success. <laughs> um, I'm just going through your <laughs> You you got a lot on here that I just don't remember at all. Like I know if I if I put aside like a couple hours just to listen to these, I'll have a, two hours of just great laughs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of these I don't even want to say out loud. I'm just reading the titles of these. Okay, this is what I do remember: uh, the adopt a lady slash police attempt prank call, where she calls you call her like the second or third time. And she go. She pretends to be the police, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. She breaks the law. It's yeah. <laughs> I did not know that until until watching your show. By the way, that you can't do that. Yeah, and I guess I only knew that because I looked up if we could, like on the oh. show, <laughs> and it was a big no. So we're like, okay, we can't attempt to be the police, which is good because now the pranks get funnier if somebody attempts to be the police, um, which she does. And it was very clear that she was just lying. Yeah. I think she was like trying to adopt a baby because she could not have kids with her husband. Huh. I think that was the the call. I don't remember. Someone actually found the Craigslist uh, ad of her, but I don't know. Gotcha. It's funny. Some, you you did call some people that put their number on Craigslist. Yeah, all the time. And and fans would actually try to look for that specific ad, and as soon as they found it, I guess the poor person was bombarded with Friday Night Cranks fans receiving calls. Yeah. So what I. <laughs> would end up doing which is so mean if you flag a craigslist post it like gets removed for them to review it so i would flag them before we made the call (laughs) that way when people would go to search it just wouldn't come up um or i would lie about some of the details um so like if it was specifically from craigslist i would say somebody sent in a request or i would lie about the area uh, that it was from. So if I was like, oh, this is from a Craigslist in Florida, it was actually from like Minnesota. Um, that way, when people would go to Florida and just spend all their time in Florida and not really try to find it, and it worked at least to pull off the prank. There are some calls we've done where you hear like their call waiting is going off and they're like, oh, hold on, I have another call. And I'm like, no, no, stay on the phone with me because I know it's somebody watching the show oh, on the other line ready yeah. to either tell them that it's a prank or try their own prank. And, um, but most people are just trying to ruin the show. And it seemed like there was maybe at least 15, 20 people 
who would watch every week just to try and figure out where we were calling. So we would always mute when we call a store um, or lie about the location that we were calling um, just for that reason. <laughs> well, yeah, there were people that, you know, they would hear, oh, hey, Walmart in, you know, uh, Massachusetts Street, you know, yeah. people would Google that and be, they'd be like, hey, the guy the guy on the other line, his name is Jared from Friday yeah. Night Craig's, all yeah. that. Uh, which which made it funny as a viewer, but I know you hated that. Um, I, in yeah. fact, I remember there was you you called Ruckus back several several times. We discussed this before, mm-hmm. and somebody else answered, and he goes, "Hey, is this Friday Night Craig's?" And you're like, "Yeah, what's up, man?" And yeah. you guys were just having a nice chat, and you're like, "Can I piss off the other guy?" He's like, "No, we're, we're protecting him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you can tell, fans called the place and they told yeah. them about you. Yeah, people have sent me pictures like of them like in the restaurant and like eating there and like they have good food apparently so that's good they just at that one point in time they had horrible people answering the phone and the best part about that call was we were just trying to order a pizza like we didn't even get to the the prank part of it yet we were just setting it up and it just turned into its own crazy thing to where they would just answer the phone and put the phone by the radio <laughs> See, because you and I talked about this. There was a ruckus pizza in North Carolina, and they got bombarded with Facebook posts. And they're like, no, that's not us. Right. Um, I'm actually trying to look up the place. Uh, wh- where was this? New York City, I think? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, or, or you don't <laughs> want to say. Of, yeah. that, that, was, that was one of the lies. Yeah. So it's not, it's not in New York City. So. Oh, <laughs> okay. Kind of makes sense. We were just talking about that yeah so um but it's fine but yeah the owner of it um we email not recently but during the reign of the show we'd email back and forth because he didn't want us to get in trouble but there would be people that were pranking him so he would be like hey is this you calling about this because if it is one that's not funny but two like I don't want to call the police on you. So I would like confirm or deny because most of the time it was not us. I'd be like, no, that wasn't us. So have fun calling the cops and ratting that person out. Um, Because one point he was like, hey, if you just called, like I have your phone number. So like they didn't use star six, seven or block it or whatever. He was like putting in your phone number or like the fans who would call. Right. He was like getting their phone numbers, but he wanted oh, to make okay, sure okay. that like it wasn't me. Oh, like, gotcha, they, gotcha. He, had, he tried to install some service to like unblock calls and whatever. Gotcha. Um, so he was like, hey, if that was you. And I'm like, no, we're good because I don't feel like telling him we can spoof from any number. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, because yeah, I did cool see dude. a I did see a video on YouTube. Uh, someone was calling not on a Friday, but the, the same guy is answering the phone. He goes, it's not Friday. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. He, he's thinking about you, obviously, uh, yeah. which is great. <laughs> Um, this one is uh pretty funny. It's called I, I do remember this. By the way, there's another one next to it called Another Prank Call Gone Wrong. I don't even know what that is. I'm I'm, I'm sure I've listened to it, but yeah, that uh, one gets, gets weird. It's I'm, very weird. I'm sure <laughs> it, it, it's it's intriguing. It's very intriguing. But there's one called Walmart Marijuana Prank Call where you can you you called someone in um uh gardening uh department and you were basically <laughs> talking about rolling up a joint i guess or I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing yeah and yeah. uh then you call back and you're like sir i'm with corporate uh we just tricked you or whatever and then you told me it was a joke and he was so pissed off about that yeah because yeah. i think i told him he, i think i told him he was gonna get fired <laughs> oh yeah you did say that i, th- I, I think I do and, then, remember. and then told him 
was a joke. That was so mean. But yeah, again, very convincing and didn't realize. <laughs> this one I listened recently, Godfather's Pizza, where you're just simply trying to order pizza, which by the way, that's actually an inside joke with my family and I, especially my brother, because <laughs> my brother and I love pizza and we'll call it pizza. And that all originated because of that prank call. That's funny. <laughs> Um, but I thought it was funny when uh, they were like, oh, yeah, we're closed. And you called like 10 minutes later and they're like, yeah, we're still open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's one of, I think it was the Godfather's one where the guy was like threatening to like sit to outside you. with his gun and like shoot yeah. me. And it was just like, it's, it's amazing. Like, Your response was, like, no, pizza. I'll duck. Yeah. God. Um, shit. Uh, I'm trying to think of a couple others maybe we could talk about before we end this. Um, oh, this one's hilarious. Uh, uh, the mom throws a fit over Bobby because she knew 17 Bobbies. Yes, rest in peace, that lady. Uh... Oh, she's, oh, no. <laughs> That's the way. Yeah. Oh, I feel so horrible. I feel like an asshole now. Oh, no, no, no. It's a great call. So the whole story behind that was like she was pissed at her son who set her up for the prank, threw him out of the house. And oh really yeah so the dude oh, the kid no i did not me, know that like sunday he's like hey my mom kicked me out of the house can you like n- like calm down so i called her sunday and like did damage control and was like hey it was a joke and she was like mad that it was on youtube and i was like but listen i didn't use your last name didn't really say where you were from like no one's gonna know it's you like it's funny like i enjoyed having a rap battle with you at one point like it was it was funny and she like calmed down a little bit i said um as a on monday like just sit down and watch it like it's hilarious and then i called her like wednesday and she was like it was really funny like i overreacted the son was already like moved back in with her oh that's good and she's like i like i definitely overreacted and like how old was the kid he was like 17 16 17 oh, okay. like a little punk kid just trying to <laughs> prank his mom um and it, it was kind of like a good learning experience for me like just seeing um how not only are people going to react to the call but reacting to finding out that they're now being listened to thousands of times and in her case hundreds of thousands of times by like complete strangers like most people would assume like my life's over. Uh, everyone's going to find out who I am and like make fun of me. And the comments were really brutal to her uh, yeah. for the first year or so. Uh, and now like everyone really enjoys the call, but people were just like, couldn't believe like how mean she was to me. But like, that was the whole point of the call. Like it was funny. Like I was poking, like just poking at her and she got all mad. Uh, and then the son emailed me a while ago saying that she passed away and if i could just let everybody know in the comments like in the video oh, that she passed away that. that way like people aren't still being mean to her yeah that so then makes I, sense. I mean i offered to remove it and he was like no no like she thought it was really funny and i i get it he was probably listening to the call to hear her voice um something they obviously fought over but then bonded over but then reading the comments of like this lady this is she's a this f her like that's gotta be terrible yeah um, so i definitely i don't know if the pinned comment is still on there um but i definitely like made a thing about it to like just <laughs> be nice in the comments no that makes sense yeah uh didn't you say you did a call once that ended up forcing a couple to break up yes 
Um, so so many of them. I mean, oh, the main, okay, wow. <laughs> but where because like when people are just setting up their significant others or people they care about, uh, it doesn't end well. But the um, there, there's like three specific calls, so I don't want to like single out which ones and like create more drama for people. Uh, <laughs> but there was like three different occasions in those videos where like that was a big like just kind of the final straw was the the guy pranking the girl or the girl pranking the guy or pretending that the guy was being sneaky and he wasn't it was just a prank but like just never getting over <laughs> over that even though it was a joke uh yeah some people have not like handled some of these calls how they should because <laughs> in the end it's just a joke it's just funny and it's not real None of it's real. So people make it real by throwing their kids out and just good lord crazy. Uh, by the way, the disgusting Domino's call. Uh, I know that went that was like the same night you did the Walmart lockdown call. Yes. Um the what was this disgusting Domino's? I feel like I maybe remember this. I, I guess there was a Domino's that was not sanitary yes and like an undercover employee took pictures and video and it was like a big news story and the news broke i think the night before so we were like oh we'll call this specific dominoes uh, that's like currently going viral and kind of catch the wave of it because uh the story just kind of started blowing up the next day so i figured oh over the next like over the weekend everyone's gonna be looking up this dominoes place so it'd be cool to prank them and that's kind of just what what happened with that one, and then the Walmart on lockdown happened, and it was just a good night. Good you night did, for calls. You, uh, yeah, that was a very good night. They both have more than a million views. The the, the lockdown one is seven point six million. Uh, this one, I'm surprised it doesn't have more. You called Playboy, basically asking for the content, and the guy Playboy has... contains up to date <laughs> articles on fashion, finance, sports. Uh, in-depth interviews, terrific fiction, and photos of the world's most beautiful women. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember how many times you made the guy repeat it. It was a 14. lot. How many? 14. Oh, 14. Wow. You I still remember so. that. I think um, I put it in the video. Let me say, uh, Playboy. Because I counted because it was a lot. Um, well, I oh, think 12 that, times. 12 times. Sorry. I think uh, somebody was, like a manager was listening to the call and they eventually came yeah. in and they were like, dude, you got to stop. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, the, it started because, like, obviously, we all know it's in Playboy. So that was like just the initial prank, like just pretending you don't know what Playboy is and you just want to hear it. So when he first described it, the fact that he didn't even say like the main appeal of Playboy because it does have all of that, but he's kind of glossing over the quote "beautiful women" part of it, and in my opinion, should have been a little more specific of what I was going to be getting into. So. That's why we had him repeat it. And then we realized like, oh, he's just reading a script. He's never going to say that there's porn in it, essentially. So we're just going to see how many times we can have him repeat it. And each time he repeats it, it just gets, in my opinion, funnier. Because like, you all know what he's going to say, but he just keeps having to say it. And now then realizing throughout the call that he's being listened to and is probably like being critiqued. Uh, he's not going to go off script at all. So it was just a fun one to do and playboy actually featured it on their website so that was weird <laughs> really yeah why would they do that i don't know like they it took like a month or two 
Um, and I don't, I'm like, a, not afraid, but going to their website now, but their website used to have like content, like just playboy related content. Um, oh. so kind of like a YouTube kind of thing. Uh, and then they have like a blog, um, of all of their stuff. And about two months later, like they finally featured it on their website. So like in between all of these like playmates, hmm. <laughs> like breaking news, this person's going to be a playmate was like the prank call. <laughs> was like so weird <laughs> that is a weird thing for a company to do hey someone break all those watch it yeah huh. and just like it just again just very i mean i guess good publicity for them i guess but yeah um how many let me see how many views that has for 421,000. all right yeah. not bad but still desires more i think for how ridiculous it is <laughs> uh Gosh, I mean, Harold. So the older ones, I just seem to remember more, which is odd because you would think the recent ones. Um... <laughs> is there any like old school one that I mean? I know storage facility and the the lockdown one. Um, the the Seven Eleven one is pretty funny, where you're trying to tell the guy, "Hey, uh, open the emergency exit. I, I have the <laughs> Diet Coke or whatever." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All of them are just like so bizarre um and just seeing what we could get people to do was always was just always fun just pushing what they thought could be done like obviously like you and i talking about them are pretty funny but i've got to say and i know you don't have time to go through every single one but maybe like the more popular ones or the ones that you think are maybe a little underrated if you did like reaction videos to those i think those would really uh, first off, I and maybe i don't know uh, i could be wrong but i think you get a lot of views off of that and then yeah. on top of that it's just people would love to hear your reaction, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later on all of these. Yeah. Cause it's like a lot of these calls, like or some, I remember word for word and like have no problem remembering and out like ones that I've watched like a bunch of times, but they're just some, I'm just scrolling through too. I'm like, I can't even tell you what happens in this like Domino's delivery man in shower prank call. Like, is he in the shower? Um, yeah, JR Prank calls the Domino's brand saying a delivery man went into his shower and won't come out. Hilarious. 10 minutes. Like, I don't even know what the hell I say for 10 minutes. Um, and like, there's one call that like my wife and her sister love and quote all the time. And I still cannot, like, I don't even know what call they're talking about right now. Um, like, I'm on hold and I, it was a call as Brandon. Um and I'm on hold and I'm waiting and it's like party music or something. And I'm just, I just go like, I feel like it's my birthday. And like, they quote that all the time to each other. But again, I don't know what call that is or like when it happens or why, or what the hell I even mean by it. Um, it's just, just so funny that like people have their like favorite moments. And I'm just like, Oh, I, I said that interesting. <laughs> Cool. Um, by the way, I, I do see a video of you. You did the F- FNC disconnected tour and, yeah. uh, you, you, sh- you did the, uh, Friday night cranks theme song in person, you and Kristen, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you shared a story about how awkward that was. Cause some of these kids were sitting next to their parents. Yeah. And at least for the one we did in New York, where there was like, I think the final ticket total was like 150 ish people. Uh, so we had my, I mean, my family was there. Kristen's family was there. Um, cause she also had a sweet 16 the day before. So there was like a lot of people in town for her sweet 16. Oh, so okay. we're like, yeah, we'll just do the show the day after, which 
was a terrible idea because logistics and everybody was tired from a party. So um, a little crazy. And yeah, so it was weird seeing on like numbers, like of people buying tickets, people buying tickets, and then we're doing sound check and the owner comes in and she's like, we need to open the venue up now because there is a giant crowd outside the building. So we have to let them into the building. And we're like, oh, well, we're not even like close to ready. So they let she let them into the main part of the building. And I guess like everybody showed up on time because uh, we said doors open at whatever time and like people were there. Uh, so um, that, that was a lot of fun, but we didn't know. I mean, I had like uh, our parents were out there and we had like some cousins and friends like doing like the ticketing and like letting people yeah. in and do, running the merch booth like it was all everybody we people we knew so they were like texting like oh it's like it's a lot of people like 150 ish people is a lot of people um at least to me so like i just assumed yeah they're all they're all friday night cranks viewers but what was happening was parents were going to drop off their kids but then seeing other parents in there and then feeling like oh so people aren't leaving their kids so we should just go get a ticket and come on in. Um, so I think a lot of parents thought they were going to drop their kids off for a few hours, go to the bar down the street, watch football. But then seeing other parents, they felt bad. And some like some of the parents were there because they just loved the show. They would watch with their kids and they, they were like just as excited as the kids were. Um, but then some parents were there because they were like forced to go. So those were the parents that were like weird to look at when you come <laughs> out and you're doing the theme song and you're looking around like some of them did not want to be there they were forced to be there like this is not going to be good because oh, uh kind of like when you read 30 positive comments then see one negative comment the one negative comment like sticks with you um seeing that like this one lady i still remember her face like she just had this deadpan like who the hell are you face <laughs> like it's just like she was expecting another high cat like a higher caliber entertainer and five seconds in i'm just not doing it for her like that was a, like, a weird lady to look at and everybody else was having a great time but i remember looking at her just thinking oh man if nope. we do a q a and she steps up to the mic like i'm screwed i don't even know what she's gonna say um but it was it was just a fun thing but getting out there and seeing all the parents i was like oh cool because not just kids hiding from their parents it's also parents watching and uh, meeting some of the parents was really cool because they were like, we watch my husband and uh, our son and our daughter. We all watch as like the one thing we bond over and we love how family friendly you are. And I'm like, we are not, but okay. Uh, I think I was just like pretending to moan for 20 minutes. It's almost like when people no tell reason. me, it's almost like when people <laughs> tell me, they're like, oh, hey, I love your posts. You're such a great journalist. I'm like, nope, I'm not a journalist. I don't know. I was many, many years ago, but not, I don't know. People think by uh, Maybe yeah. people say it's because I have a suit and tie. I'm like, there are politicians who have a suit and tie in right. their pictures, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> uh, speaking of politicians, um, when the election insanity happened and they were trying to overturn it and they wanted witnesses to call and they published a number, uh, people break all the number. Mm -hmm. And I remember you you tweeted about this. You're like, no, you guys don't need me anymore. Um, exactly. Which I thought was funny. I, I'm like, because I thought of you when I saw the number, I'm like, man, if Friday night, Friday night, Craig's, I, I feel like was ahead of its time in certain moments. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's like, OK, I, I guess you're not needed all the time. What was your reaction when you when you heard people were prank calling this number and then they would have a brand new number? And it's like people are just going to prank call this one even more. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time I found out about it, I because I woke up to like 40 tweets, which like 
is a lot overnight. Yeah. So I figured something. So every time that happens, I'm like, I'm canceled for something. Not sure what, but like people are pissed and I'm going to figure out what's going on. But people are like, oh my God, this is great. And I'm looking and it's like prank related. So I'm like, oh, this must be good because people don't usually share prank related content with me. They usually just figure out I already heard about it. And uh, maybe a few people are like, hey, did you see this video? And I'm like, yeah. Um, but that people are like, oh my God, Jared, you need to do this. So I looked and by the time uh, it happened, they already took down the first number and then published a second number. I'm like, it's a little too late. So kind of like we were like, if we were still active, we probably would have been a- ahead of it to like, see it happening and be on top of it but um by the time i found out it was too late but i did just for the the giggles sent in like a fake email just saying i saw some crazy stuff but um i was like if they if they want to zoom with me maybe i'll just do like a one-off kind of thing just for fun um just yeah but uh they didn't write back i think my email was a little too (laughs) a little too aggressive and specific with the things i saw um I should have just been very vague about it than been crazy on the Zoom call. But um, it was just, if they believe it, cool. If not, whatever. Um, and I definitely don't like getting into like politics and stuff. And we did do some like politically not driven pranks, but just like we just hyped up Obama all the time on the show. Like, just oh, I do remember fun. that. Like, just, like, <laughs> Obama Mama people, was one of them. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't follow politics. I, I, I don't know if he's doing good or not, but it's just funny to like randomly hype the president during calls because like it's just so like to me it was just so bizarre. And like nowadays, like it's it means something different, I guess, to like hype a, a politician where back in the day it was just like uh, just like a random shout out <laughs> to Obama. Like why? Um, so that was just like funny. So because people would be like, Jared, are you voting? I want your political advice. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I'm just screwing around. Please don't care about what I do ever. <laughs> well, I remember you would talk about not like politics, but certain uh, news stories that came up and you had your opinion and people just echoed your opinion. Like just because yeah. it was you and they loved you. I, and yeah. we kind of talked about this earlier, but was that ever weird? People were like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to agree with whatever Jared says. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was scary one because now there's like a mob believing whatever I believe. And two, like, I would just like barely read stuff. So like, I didn't do any research. I didn't like care. So you're just kind of getting like my first reaction. Whereas like nowadays I'd probably like think about something, consider both sides and then be like, yeah, I'm just not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, that I did notice like there would be people that were just like, yeah, whatever you say, cool. Yeah. Whatever. Like if you're going to vote, you're going to vote for Obama? I am too. And I'm like, wait, no, I didn't say that at all. Like, please don't. Like, even if I think you should, like, please don't listen to me. Don't form an opinion because we're just screwing around. Um, there, <laughs> there was somebody uh, that tweeted me, like, in a political way. I don't remember if I said this last time, but it was a clip of a show that we did from, like, 2010 and it's Kristen and talking about Trump when it was like rumored that he was going to run and she's like pumped that like the dude from the apprentice is going to run for president. And like, of course, because at the time everybody was like, that's amazing. Like, sure. I like, do remember oh, this. Like, okay, Donnie. So she's like, like, he's got some good ideas. I think like the only, <laughs> the only like opponent he had, like he was feuding with like, uh, 
Rosie O'Donnell or something like it wasn't like a, a serious thing. And somebody was like, she posted the other day um, something how about Trump. And if you watch this video, she's saying that he's great. So you should call her out on it and expose her. I'm like, what? No, like she's 15 in this video. What the hell are you talking about? I'm like, it was. Like, what no. what call was that? Like, I'm really curious now. I don't think it was a call. I think it was just like in between call banter. Oh, just okay. like, gotcha. hey, did you hear Trump's thing in front of her president? Like, wouldn't that be nuts? And, oh, yeah, because sometimes you guys would chit chat. Yeah, yeah in between calls. Sometimes yeah. a little too long, but like, yeah, it was just like in between call banter, and she's like, that'd be great. And like that was the end of it. And like, okay, uh, even if she like, uh, I'm very like, whatever with people's opinions about certain things. Like, even if she was obsessed with Trump and had like a Trump plush she slept with at night, like, what's the point of posting that? That doesn't make any sense. And like, even if she's like, I hate Trump, like, she was, she was very young in that clip. So like, who cares? Like, I don't yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to expose her. Um, and then, and I think I just it was a youtube clip and then i think i just reported it for copyright and uploaded the full show of that and just had it taken down because i was like i don't want people bugging her like that's so stupid um god like (laughs) some people are like is she coming back and then other people are like let's ruin her life if you don't like her (laughs) good lord i never said anything chill we're good now um there's one more call i'll ask you by the way i'm I'm going through some of these i see Shit! Oh, security prank call. Yeah, I don't even remember anything about that except for the beginning when you convince the person that your name is spelled S H E I T. Because it was it it was a barn random Barney moment where they said what your what is your last name, and I thought I already said it and I didn't, so I just go shit, and I was gonna say like I just said it, and I was like saying like oh shit how like as i thought barney would say it and they just go oh okay so how do you spell that and i'm like oh <laughs> we're gonna roll with this now it's very unintentional um but i was just like okay we'll just roll with this <laughs> um the one that i really think is funny uh and i do remember this is the by the way some of these like i i, I recognize the titles and i'm sure i've listened but I, it makes me want to go back and listen to these but the yeah. two neighbors prank call where you yes. called two people at the exact same time and they both answered and they're both going, hello, hello. So they're kind of yeah. confused, like, what's going on? That was, I know, if I remember correctly, it took a few attempts, but you finally pulled one off. And you actually called two people who live next to each other and it took a while before they figured that out. Yeah, yeah, because it, it wasn't, we were calling just like two random people and it wasn't working. So then we switched to neighbors because I figured they'd recognize the neighbor's number and answer it. And at least get out of like, who's this? Who's this? This is Tom. Like if they were neighbors, you'd be like, oh, that's the neighbor Tom. Um, but that still didn't work. That still took a few attempts until we got that. Um, and I remember that show. People were very frustrated. I mean, they're like, dude, just move on. Like just move on to another idea. I'm like, no, we'll get it. And then we got it. And everyone was like, woo, glad we sat for that. Same thing with like the Brian Silva uh, prank that we did. on oh, him. Yeah. Um, the sh- it took forever to get him on the phone initially and people were like i'll just move on i'm like no this will be good and it was it took like 40 minutes and once we did it people were like yeah that was awesome and like that to me that was like the fun part about watching live is like you get to see it kind of come together and see the calls that don't happen because then when a call does happen it makes it like almost better uh but the downside was i was sitting there 
sometimes 45 minutes, an hour into the show thinking like, we did not pull off a call. We need to do something for everybody watching. Uh, and sometimes it just didn't happen. There was one show where literally nobody answered. We did like 120 calls and nobody answered. Oh yeah, that, that, <laughs> that happens. That happens sometimes. Um, I did want to ask you one thing before I forget. And I know there's like a video upload of it. So you were supposed to do a uh, 24-hour show, which yes. I think people actually bought. Like, like it was an exclusive thing where you had to buy to watch it. Yes. And I don't think you ever finished it 24 hours. And I remember for years, people were asking if you're going to finish like the remaining 17 hours or whatever. So we, yeah, so we did do that. And then there was an issue with, there was a, like a pay-per-view kind of service <clears throat> that Stickam offered. Yeah. Uh, it was like pay-per-live oh, or something. Stickam. <laughs> yeah. So they originally were like, you know, we'll take a, like a, a percentage fee. So I was like, all right. So we charged $2 a ticket. And then they're like, no, it's $2 plus a service fee per ticket. So we lost a bunch of money. Oh, wow. <laughs> that. Not only did we not make any money, we like lost a bunch of money. And then their servers like didn't even work. So like we couldn't even do it. So a few years later, before they dissolved, I told like they did issue refunds to everybody's PayPal for the $2 alleged but people were randomly emailing me like hey it says i got two dollars from friday night cranks <laughs> i'm like oh that's probably from the stick cam thing um or my paypal just going bonkers but yeah that was a whole disaster we were gonna give away like a google pixel phone or a google something phone but like we had no money <laughs> stick like at the last minute stick just took it off. all these fees yeah and I checked the email and they just, they were like just launching this thing. Um, so I was checking my email. Like it just said like a 20% fee, not $2 plus 20% per ticket. Um, okay. But yeah, they, we had some very nice friends over at Stickham, but the staff towards the end, once all of our friends left was very screwy. <laughs> yes. I was going to say people love Stickham because uh, when you did your shows live on that, it uploaded the full shows, but then you took them down and people were upset. In mm -hmm. fact, there was a funny one from the Sickham days where you called, I want to say a Bed Bath & Beyond, and you were claiming that you purchased a purple towel and you were trying to dry yourself off with the towel, but then the color of the towel was all over your body <laughs> and you were rubbing yourself up on the wall. Do you remember that one? Not at all. Like, oh, not God. even a little. It was, I, I saw that. I'm like, this is funny. Why is this not on YouTube? But um, I mean, you have plenty of them. Um, what was I going to ask? Uh, oh, yeah, the, the Stickham thing. So, yeah, I do remember you You vaguely talked about your relationship with them. You you referred to them as shit cam. Uh, yes. But um, so, I guess, like, I know when, when it all ended, Sue had to go on his own, and I don't think he ever had the same viewership because of that. No. And then it was – so what they did was they – I mean, they had a great – like audience and like this was before apps and stuff i don't even think they had an app so like you could only view it from they like were ahead computer. of the game for sure yeah. mm -hmm. and so a lot of people would go to watch live streams and you get like a lot like a big viewership very quickly and um we thankfully were able to pivot from stickham to youtube because we were posting clips on youtube and like successful on youtube and there were a lot of other creators like Stu included that they didn't really have an audience outside of Stickham for their show because their show was just on Stickham. So they couldn't really pivot because the audience, to pivot an audience is very hard. Um, 
I think we lucked out with getting people on Twitter and through YouTube and stuff and kind of forcing people to use our website and stuff. Like we lucked out in the sense of how we were saying in the beginning, how passionate everybody is about the show and how dedicated everybody was, but uh, that's very hard to find. So pivoting off of Stickham for a lot of creators at the time was like very hard. So uh, the best part about Stickham <laughs> was they were owned by a porn company. So the Stickham mm-hmm. offices were also like a porn website company. So a lot of times content would get swapped. <laughs> oh, okay. From, yeah. Cause it was like all from what I was told by people, their admin, like it wasn't like two separate websites. It was all on one server and they were separated, but one wrong move and you're uploading content to the wrong website. I do see that on their Wikipedia right now. Yeah. I do see that. Yeah, the New York Times talked about that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, you, you're a UFC fan, aren't you? Yes. I don't know if you remember this. So, like, for some of the UFC, and this was before the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. but for some of their featured fights, about a week and a half ahead, they would actually do uh, a teleconference uh, between okay. two fighters and the media. Gotcha. I don't know if you remember this, but they sent out a phone number and the media would call this number and they, it was not for the UFC. It was not for the teleconference. It ended up being a phone number to a sex hotline. So <laughs> I don't know how they fucked that up, but it's like, it's like, first of all, it, it's, it's 2019 or 18, whatever it was at the time. Yeah. Like who is still calling a sex hotline? Like, listen, <laughs> this phone right here, you have access to a lot of websites. I don't yes. know who's using a sex hotline these days, but that's I guess, impressive. I don't know. They're still operating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Better than Stickham. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there was something else I was going to ask you. I- I'll remember it when we sign off. Cause that's how that works. Um, because uh, I because I know you Stickham, like I, I said, was ahead of its time and, and you mm-hmm. switched servers. Um, I feel like YouTube was so interesting when it first started because I still remember it, like in 2005, people were like, Oh, yeah, you can watch episodes of Family Guy on here. Mm-hmm. And eventually, YouTube kind of like what you know, uh, Twitter has a new feature called uh, a new feature, excuse me, called Spaces. It's basically like yes. audio, live audio. Yeah. But Facebook is now copying that mm. and they're about to launch that uh, soon. They just had a beta version with Mark Zuckerberg, who for some <laughs> reason likes to ban me all the time. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's another story. But uh, YouTube kind of did, did the same thing where they would copy features from other people. They eventually, you kind of refer to this, they, they copied the live feature and they figured that out. And that basically kicked, you know, Sikkim and Justin TV or all these other websites out. Um, wh- what do you make of how the internet has really changed over the years. Cause there were a lot of these obscure websites that were great for video streaming, but not everyone knew about them. And YouTube just kind of took their ideas and made it their own. Yeah. And I think a big advantage to YouTube that a lot of people forget was like, once they were purchased by Google, like they didn't need to make a profit stick him and Justin TV and block TV and all those places. Like they need to make a profit. Like Google, yeah. once they bought YouTube, which, from what I've heard was like not making any money and YouTube was not making uh, Google was not making any money off of YouTube for like a few years after they bought it. So the fact that they didn't care and didn't need to make money from it, like they were able to kind of just steal, borrow, whatever you want to call it from everybody and not worry about like all the bandwidth costs and all the data storage. Um, So now they make a 
profit from their subscriptions, the YouTube TV and all that stuff. And uh, they're making a lot of money from it. But at the time, they could take a four or five year loss and not blink an eye. Um, whereas all these other websites, if you're not profitable, like you're not, you're just going to be screwed. And they're kind of in a catch 22 because you need more viewers to make more money. But when yeah. you get more viewers, it's more bandwidth. So your costs just keep going up uh, and you, your advertising rates, like it just, it depends on how many viewers. So you could only sell to so many advertisers at the time before everybody was jumping on board. And once your viewership starts dropping, like it starts getting nuts because you still have to pay everybody. You still have bandwidth costs. Like it's just a spiral of terribleness and that's what happened to a lot of these places or they were just bought out and good for them because you you they weren't going to make it sadly as much as i would have wanted them to i remember and i i think maybe you were being a little facetious when you said this uh you said stickham you wanted to go on your own away from stickham and stickham mm-hmm. told you you wouldn't be able to and you know yeah. look how that kind of panned out yeah and uh, because my there, there was two people specifically at stickham that like I loved and like were great uh, and were nothing but nice to me. And one guy specifically would just like give me a heads up about stuff like, hey, just the head up, like they're not going to feed you this week. Like they were just really not happy with your content. And it was never really with me, but it was like the people on the phone. Like I can't control what they say. Um, if somebody calls me the N word, like I can't do anything about that. Like I didn't, the point of the prank. And they're like, well, you could either add like a really big delay to where you can go back and bleep stuff, but I'm like, I'm doing a show. How can I then go and bleep stuff? Like somebody's going to swear at me and I have to like pause the call, run, like listen to the delay, beep it, run back to the call. And then you at home, you're listening to like 20 seconds of silence. <laughs> it uh, just didn't make any sense. So uh, I mentioned that I was going to build my own server and stream off of it, which I did. And I asked for help because I was like, you know, could you guys just help with that? Like, lend me some software, like do a little API thing just to make my life a little easier. That way I'm not on Stickham. You don't have to worry about the content, but you help. And they're just like, no, like it's too difficult. And like, it's not difficult. You pay Wowza, it was called at the time. You pay like 70 bucks a month for a license and you rent a dedicated server for a couple hundred bucks a month and call it a day. And we're actually making more money off of that than we ever did through Stickham. We never made anything off of Stickham, even though they, said several times they were going to implement like a partner program uh, to keep us exclusively on Stickham. They just never like came to the table with anything. So uh, yeah, I just don't like being told I can't post certain things or whatever. It just makes me mad. Uh, We'll have to do this again sometime. I know uh, for whatever reason, every time I have you on, I'm banned on Facebook. So last time I was banned because I, to to my own stupidity, I was streaming the Mike Tyson fight, which Everyone was complaining. They're like, oh, there's no sound. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm trying to dodge some Get of the rules, which, yeah. but that was not worth it because um, I still got banned. Um, and then I, I posted a video of uh, a tennis player giving a racket to a boy. And I'm like, that's a cool video. Uh, I'm going to share it. And these, it, it, it's weird. It's a French company. And they're saying, oh, you have to contact them. And I went to their website and everything is in French, which I, I know, I don't know. Mm-hmm any i don't know how to speak french so i actually wrote my complaint to them they gave me the email and i looked for a translator to translate the entire thing into french so i'm waiting to hear back Mm -hmm. on them so that's going to be a lot of gotcha to 
interact with someone in French God. to unban me. Uh, I, yeah. I can still post, but I can't do live video. So I think this didn't go as planned with um, with people because I think only if, if you're a friend of mine, you can comment on the video. So gotcha. uh, we'll have to do this hopefully when I'm not banned. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, maybe I just need to stop having you on. Maybe that's the. I that's think so. The, yeah, well, like we won't schedule it out. We'll just randomly do it because if we schedule it out, then you'll find a way to get banned. Yeah, because <laughs> that is true. Because I know your fans will always uh, be willing to watch and comment. Uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to take questions from your uh, your fans, but we'll have to do this some other time. Of course. Uh, real quickly, uh, you got the relaunch coming. How can people connect with you on social media? Sure, on social media at McMullen Jared on Twitter or at Jared J. McMullen on Instagram, or just go to FriarNightCranks.com and or actually just go to shop.FriarNightCranks.com because I don't even think I link to the shop and buy a book or something or a shirt. We got cute little shirts and they're comfy. The new shirts are comfy. The old designs, they just look cool. They're not that comfy, but the new shirts are comfy. And uh, the relaunch is when again? July 30th. Okay, awesome. And I, I, I would imagine there are so going to be a lot of posts leading up to that date. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Just depending on when certain things come together, I'll be hopefully filling people in shortly on a big piece of the show. It was supposed to be done two weeks ago, but they asked for another couple weeks. So I said, sure. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, we know your content's always a lot of fun. It's always full of laughs. So we'll uh, definitely tune in. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. We'll, uh, we'll keep in touch. We'll do this again. Of course. Yeah. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. This was fun. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys listening to this episode of Farscast. If you guys enjoyed this episode, share the links with your friends. Let them know about Farscast. Check out the other episodes we've done recently. We've had a few former Chiefs players on. Uh, Melody McAllister was on. A lot of great guests recently. And like I said, coming up in the near future, we will have uh, former uh, ICC coach and also Last Chance You star on Netflix, Jason Brown. He will be on and uh, real qu- oh Adam Pock I uh, almost forgot about him uh, Adam Pock uh, from Sirius XM and former Big Brother finalist so check that out until then I will talk to you guys then enjoy your weekend take care <laughs>